right, let's knock into this thing. What do you say, Mr. Drew? Absolutely. You ready? Yeah. Today, welcome back to the Jameson on the Rocks podcast. Today we have with us Mr. Drew Beskin. How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here. I was excited, man. Very excited for this. When I shot you the invite, I didn't know that you were going to drop a tune just to, just to come on the podcast. You uh, yeah, that's that? right. <laughs> you, to, you were advertising for the podcast, I need right? To get the, I need to get the eyes. I need <laughs> the ears here. I need to make sure. Absolutely. I think you did it because yeah. that is a great song, man. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank it's very you. like indie pop rocky, very upbeat, so, like a little funny kind of, you know what I mean? So Not, not to bore you with the details. Oh, please do. Please but, do. Um, that's why you're here. So... We were going to make a record um, in March mm-hmm. of this year, and that got kicked back a few months, just, of course, with everything with, with COVID. Obvious reasons. And, but I had, um, so we made a record. It's going to come out next year. There's a, we had 10 songs for the record, and then, so, and I, I haven't released anything under my own name or just any of my own songs. It's been a couple years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. been a little over two years, and usually what I like to do is, write 10 songs, and uh-huh. then when I get really close to the studio dates, write one more just to kind of... Yeah, in the moment kind of Yeah, thing. feel a little fresh and just yeah. like something I haven't been like thinking too much on. Uh-huh. And But but that's regar- um, regardless. We went into the studio, I think about July, and then we recorded you know basic tracks and all the guitars mm-hmm. and everything, everything but vocals. What did, studio are you using? Chase Park Transcriptions. Okay, awesome, yeah. We did that with Drew Vandenberg. Oh, yeah, I've heard of him. And, Sweet. Um, oh, he's fantastic. And... I made a few. I my first band called the District Attorneys. Uh-huh. Um, we had a band maybe like ten years ago, and the first rec- like official like full album we ever made was with Drew. And Drew has since gone on to do very very cool things with. Um, he's done all the Future Bird stuff. He's yeah, done um, yeah. the last few Faye Webster stuff. Um, Chase my, Park's the place to be, man. It's very abso- nice. I absolutely. There. I liked it. I was very impressed with the whole setup, the Neve, and everything. It, it, just... it was great. And with the COVID protocols, we. It actually for it made us stay like in the in the actual studio room, so like we couldn't go behind the control board, oh, which really? kind of liked because we were a little more efficient that way. Yeah. Not not a lot of breaks or anything not like a lot that. Of sitting around checking the mix and everything. Exactly, <laughs> and we we did that, and we did everything but vocals, and then we went to the studio uh, gift horse that um, Matt Martin runs gift or co-runs. Horse. Where's that at? It's on the Chase Street Warehouses. Okay, uh, okay. area. And it's a great studio. All the Hefner, um, are you familiar with Hefner? Yeah, um, definitely. They they just finished wrapping their record. There, yeah. there's a lot of great sounds coming out of Gift Horse as well. And yeah. I went there with Matt, and just we did all the vocals, and then Matt did the mixing and mastering, and we had, um, and I think we had, we had Matt Stosel come play pedal steel on two tracks, yeah. and then and then we wrapped it up and. and it really only took about twelve days to do what? everything. Really, like ten ev- songs in twelve days. Eleven songs in twelve days, but wow. it was but it was spread out over months. Yeah, you just get okay. there when so you get in there. Consecutive. Yeah, that's impressive uh, though, man. Not, I mean, a lot of great albums have been made in a short amount of time. Well, you know I'm, what I mean? Like, I, I always think that's impressive than like spending a year in there making one. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm I'm used to doing it like in four or five or six days. Really? Um, but this wow. time, but this time I made a conscious effort just because, you know, when I moved to Athens maybe officially about six or seven years ago, and when I first moved up here, um, I. Within a span, I think of three or four. I think the first year is kind of um, getting used to the theater and everything, yeah. at the George Theater, and then so 
quick question. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but you you moved here to work at the theater. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I moved here for. I lived here. I went. I grew up in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Moved to um, went to college in Indiana, Indiana University, and then I moved to Athens in about 2009, 2010 uh-huh. for about a year to start that band, the district attorneys. And I was okay. there for about a year, then moved back to Atlanta and still would go back and forth to Athens. And then I got the opportunity to um, be the general manager of the Georgia Theater. So with an opportunity like that, I yeah. said, hell yeah. And How did that happen? Like, were you, did you have any venue experience or does it just come out of left field? My, my experience mainly came from booking shows, booking events, raising um, sponsorship mm-hmm. m- uh, monies for events like parties at South by Southwest, okay. as well as putting on shows, you know, not just in Georgia, but uh, outside of Georgia as well. Yeah. Um, but m- mainly... Like shows for other people or like shows uh, for your band? Shows or? for my band okay. or, or bands of our status, if, yeah. not, if not like a little um, bit bigger, because we, we weren't we weren't like big or anything, mm-hmm. but we um, we definitely we definitely gave it a go and, and toured a good bit. But just kind of always keeping my there's the type of musician that just kind of focuses on making music and releasing it, and mm-hmm. and I, I did that, but also tried to like get as involved in the scene yeah. as possible like touring just, wise and sort of tour, stuff tour, like handling booking and yeah and press and and just kind of have to be your own manager at the start pretty much right absolutely yeah, which is cool absolutely it kind of immerses you in what you need to understand about everything yeah and yeah. Ju- and just so you know a story or are we, it's kind of archaic i guess especially now <laughs> but you know i just remember going to like downtown atlanta and putting up as many you know concert posters yeah, for, posters. as possible possible and, and just thinking like who is seeing a poster with a band that they never heard of and thinking that looks that's cool it. i'll be at that show <laughs> that's it right there i'm going but i mean and it's I, still I, cool though it feels like you're doing all you can do because I, I still put up posters i always thought i always just looked at it as kind of good karma yeah yeah you know, i, just I can see that p- putting in the work instead yeah. of just sitting back on like well here's a song i have a good song so yeah. or at least i think i have a good song <laughs> it's better than after the gig nobody should not be like damn i should have put posters up at right. or like i should have tried you know what right. i mean and of course it's not enough just to put the posters up but mm-hmm. you you just got you, you can't expect it to just happen exactly yeah and and back um back with um making the record r- real quick like yeah. we we made that and now it's all mixed and mastered, mm-hmm. but you know we shot a few videos. I, I do want to make some vinyl for this yeah, one and okay. putting the artwork together. So we're going to release that all at the probably near the late spring next year. So awesome. since it's just been a little over two years, and I don't think anyone is keeping track of when I've released stuff, except for in my own head in terms yeah. of just like <laughs> kind of like reps. Like I don't want to, you know, it, after two years, there's been so much development in terms of just you know artists that i've uh-huh. been familiar with or work with or just seeing how even things like release radar on spotify yeah, watch you, or something you, yeah. like that and just a lot being can change in two years a lot can change and and i just figured um wanted to release a track that we released last week called the cut of my jib and we're gonna release another song in december called swimming in bed that's a and, banger and thank you very i've listened much. to it a couple times dude it's got a real like like think about life vibe to it. Does that make sense? Like it's really like, it's like wow, this is nice. Like and then it builds well. And the first couple of chords kind of remind me of uh, "Live Forever" kind of. Well, is it a G? What is it? I think uh, it's a G shape. It? 
It's okay, a G okay. shape, but with a capo. Somewhere. Okay, okay. I, I think capo on the first fret, maybe. So I, technically a G. It starts maybe off G with sharp. the acoustic, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, a little, little live forever vibe here. Yeah. And it kicks into it. It's a great song, man. I like Thank it. You. But, I don't want to give too many details away. Uh, course, no, you know no I mean? it's, all, it's all good. But for the two songs we released, figured those two tracks are very special to me. I, I want to have thought about releasing them as the official singles from the record. Mm-hmm. But since, you know, it doesn't, and I, I do think the song we just released, the next song, I, I think they're kind of new ground or new territory yeah. for me as a musician. I'm not, I, I would never go like, oh, what my fans expect. It's more more <laughs> like what what gets me excited. And those two songs in particular, like those two, like really excite me, even though the official album role, those two tracks will be on the record, yeah. but they're not going to be like the, the main focus. It's just kind of, just want to release some, some tunes yeah and see, i feel that see how, it feels good that, and when Absolutely. hell you pulled out what almost ten thousand downloads on spotify this week yeah have it, you looked at it I, yeah I, it, <laughs> that's it, fucking nuts man which is crazy yeah. um you know my i think my the most I, i've had on a solo track is like eight mm-hmm. and i guess it just shows a, what can happen in two years especially if in, you know i kind of learned from like other bands i manage and seeing like yeah. oh here when you're releasing a song you need to do this before you release that yeah, and also right. like kind of let everyone know yeah. and, and 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 it's it's great and it's kind of funny um you know when you're talking about an independent musician who doesn't you know really release a lot of music and there's you know we're talking about five thousand or ten thousand spotify yeah. things which doesn't really that's not it's not why you do it. No, obviously. but 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 it's also it feels good. It, it feels great, <laughs> but it's also not chance yeah. of rapper numbers. It, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, like I could get hung up on like, oh man, I got those thousand plays, but you know, <laughs> got to make sure that hopefully the people and I, and it's still a huge question like, who's listening and who's like, sticking around yeah. and who's interested and mm-hmm. the type of music that I make, I don't think is necessarily what the mass audiences want but yeah. it's the type of music that i like to make and that's all you can do man yeah it's really i try myself to not like attach a a certain stream amount to the success of it mm-hmm. it's more or less like when i play it do i like it and do like my you know what i mean like your people when you go play it somewhere they enjoy it you know what i mean and, and it's gone to the point where you know i'm i'm 33 mm-hmm. i love playing live but that's definitely not a big part of my okay life so you're anymore. a studio guy I mean, but also if anyone, if any like real engineer was seen here of me saying I'm a studio guy, they would, they would barf into a uh, a trash bin because I <laughs> I don't know anything technical. Yeah, and I, I well, can, your records sound great, man. I listened to your whole you. catalog. And I was like, wow, none of this sounds like he was learning. Like mm-hmm. like like you were like made a bad when you like you learned from it. I was like, all this sounds really consistent and solid. Well, I appreciate that. I do yeah. like this new record. Like I tried to go. I was telling you I moved into a new home, so when I was packing up everything i mm-hmm. i started since i was listening i was focused listening on these final masters and i was like well let's see how it compares to the old stuff because because yeah. really when you do this when, when i do this i, I just want to kind of continue to learn or, or yeah. do better Get than, better, than yeah. i did before mm-hmm. you know if i'm writing songs that aren't as good as the ones before then what's the point exactly yeah. um and if i'm not learning so the reason why th- this record took a 12 days instead of five or mm-hmm. four or five is because yeah, you know, I really wanted to get them right. I wanted to get them right. Yeah. I want. I want. At, you know, at first I thought I was going to make more of a just a rock record with you know you really only hear the main tracks on there. Uh-huh. But the more I thought about it, and 
you know, there's a lot of violin on the a lot yeah. of strings on the record. Annie Leith um, okay. performed on about That's five or six tracks. Um, She's fantastic. She is. I've heard her. I saw her at the 40 watt on mm-hmm. Cut of My Jib. What is that? Is it, I guess it's a violin mm-hmm. in the first verse. Is that what that is? It sounds it's, like a Mellotron kind of sort of thing. So, so there's this one like kind of Motown lick that kind of comes uh-huh. up. Like, it's like. Yeah, it kind of matches. Yeah, the melody thing. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a steal from my girl, but not technically. I I, I, I had the melody. See, that that one's not really fair to Annie's talents because that, that was just like here we play this lick. Uh-huh. But there's some other tracks where she where it's like here's a space and see yeah. what you can create in there. And that's then awesome. that then that's that was really some of the yeah. special stuff. Yeah, she but really um, talented. but yeah, like that. I I just love the idea of. I love strings on a rock record, man. Mm-hmm. I really do. Like the, yeah. even the whole orchestra thing, I think is cool. You know, and I mean, we talk about Oasis. You and I yeah. talk about Oasis All the time. a lot, and, and they and they do, they do I mean, that a lot. Let's see, which would be the biggest strings album? Be here now, probably. They kind of went crazy with I the guess, strings yeah, and with the like horns. all around the world and stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, it's on. I mean, I know, I know there's at least cello on Wonderwall. And yeah, that, and yeah. You got you got your cello there. Whatever you know what I mean? Yeah, they all oh, got absolutely. Strings. Yeah. And and I love a I do love a band that on record. They go, it sounds like a million bucks, and it, but then live, <laughs> it's two guitars, maybe yeah. it, maybe an organ, bass, drums, yeah. and singing. They kind of don't care. You know and just I mean? they rock it out, yeah. and they can live in both spaces. Yeah, because that that's something I had trouble with at first. I was like, man, I'm gonna be into this live, but kind of it doesn't really matter. Like they're two separate entities in mm-hmm. a way. You know what I mean? I have and no idea people... how we would ever pull off the song we just released live. Though, that, like, like we'd have to have some dance moves. Or something like that, but... I think you owe it to the song to get it mm-hmm. right in the studio, as opposed to like, oh, it's got to be live. We got to be able to do this live. Like, we can't put that extra on there because we can't play it live. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. kind of how I look at it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, that that track "Cut of My Jib" is going to be the second to last track on the record, okay. and I've always. I don't know. Lean toward putting the goofy fun song second, yeah. second to last track on the really? record. I don't know where. It's kind of funny that we have stuff like that. Like yeah. I have like like I have my own mental thing too. Like this mm-hmm. needs to go here. You know what I mean? And it really probably doesn't make sense to anybody else, but to us, it makes complete sense. Yeah, and then like I have and I we were talking about different musicians and everything. There's this um, my friend Tito Stone, who is a I think one is one of my favorite singers in general and a great songwriter and great mm-hmm. musician and great. He's Athens-based, isn't he? He's Athens-based. Like he lives in Covington, but okay. he, I mean, he's been around for a while. And my, my band and his band have always been, we've always done shows together. Yep. And for a long time, I've been just kind of his pseudo manager. And then mm-hmm. we released a record of his in July of this year that we made last year. That I, I really that you know I was the I, I was one of the guitarists in the band yeah. and co-wrote the songs with him and co-produced with Drew Vandenberg and Matt uh-huh. Martin as well. And just being able to, I forgot where we even was going with that. With, with the, with the <laughs> you love it, stuff. you love it. But it's, um, hmm. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. With that. That was but, but that's though. a great record. Yeah? It's called, it's what called, was it called? I might called, listen It's this. called Same Old Kid. And, Same old kid. and okay, I know I knew where I was going with that. So Beautiful. Tito, he's kind of a true, uh, He's A, he's got like three kids. Mm-hmm. Three three small kids, yeah. And and if you hear this guy sing, he's got one of the, just he, he sounds like Britney Howard. He can really? he can go like Britney. He can go as high as like Alabama Shake stuff, and as and and he's got great presence and, and everything uh-huh. like that. But um, you know, he's w- when the record was done, he, he wasn't really. You know, the stuff that I obsess over is like the tr- what a true record is like. 
the ordering, like mm-hmm. the, what's the first track, the what's the last sequence, how much he, space between them, <laughs> and 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 he and I don't think that's something that really interests him yeah. as as much as it inter, as it interested me. Yeah. So he's like, well, yeah, whatever. That's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> Sounds and, good. <laughs> and of course, and we were talking about Spotify and everything. Like, what does that even matter? Mm-hmm. In the the true essence of a record, like for me, it was talking about the two years thing, like. There's still a part of me that kind of sting, that's kind of stinging, like oh, I'm just releasing one song this year or two yeah, songs. Yeah. Like I like that. To me personally, releasing like ten or eleven songs a year feels yeah. like a good. Feels right. Feels like yeah. I like I worked this year. Like you know like what I, mean? I did that. Like yeah. I I paid attention to that exactly, part of yeah. my life. But yeah. there's something to be said about you know that this 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 new record is more lush it's spent more time in production mm-hmm. more spent spent more time making sure the vocals are perfect yeah. uh make um or as perfect as they can be yeah. and background vocals and making sure like you know we didn't over if a song didn't need something they didn't need it but you know mm-hmm. we just put um that 12 days instead of six was really cool that I, and cool. I, that doesn't you know i just watched that um are you a springsteen fan yeah yeah absolutely have you heard the new record i have not it's uh what is it called i saw an ad for it i need L- to listen to it letter to you yeah that's it letter, D- yeah. don't let the album cover which i don't think is that great <laughs> fool you that is danny clinch who did it who's uh-huh. a legendary rock and roll photographer yeah um and if you actually if you look at the whole sequence of photos he did for the springsteen record um it's actually pretty cool but uh yeah. but this guy's 72 years old yeah, I read. Who's that old? Seventy-two, and he released, I think, his best full record, really? start to finish, since Tunnel of Love. I think it's. I, I think mean, there's a documentary too with it, isn't there? So that That's documentary, it's all. It's so we kept reading about it. So excited, mm-hmm. um, got the record. I, I, I someone sent me like a torrent or whatever. Yeah. Um, a week in advance, <laughs> so I got another because that because the documentary came out the day the record came out. But okay. I had a week of listening to the record. Yeah. And you know everything was saying like, oh, they booked five days in, in the studio. They did in four. And I'm really? thinking, I'm thinking kind of back in my mind like, seventy two year old legend, legend, <laughs> the best, the best. Yeah. But like, absolutely, I'm sure that they all knew the songs very well going in, and like, they, I'm they sure did some rehearsing. And I'm maybe sure. they're saying they got the drums and the bass and like down, <laughs> and then like spent a lot of time mixing. But like, no, the documentary kind of proves that like he had these songs. And he brought the band in, the E Street band. Ten songs or how many? I think, I think it's twelve. Really? Maybe fourteen. But some of these songs are long. Dude, that's and, crazy. And they're great. Three that's, of the three that's of the songs. Ballsy, like to be a an established established artist, and like you could spend as much time. He could spend three years in there if he wanted to. Absolutely. And he just went in and knocked it out in four days. Yeah, that's and crazy. but but that also is a testament to the E Street band. Like you see Max Weinberg, yeah, like he yeah. is. He's still <laughs> amazing, but yeah. I think the whole record is is fantastic. I'm gonna have to listen to it. And I'm, I need to listen to it a week and then watch the documentary, right? Yeah, Don't you think? I, I think so. Okay, that's um, I, I love documentaries. So. I, I do too. It's so but, much fun. But I love, and this one is more just like a behind the scenes. Yeah, thing. I love and, that because I, you know, because there's I've been thinking a lot about music documentaries lately. There's yeah. I, I watched this one on Herb Alpert. Are you familiar Herb with Alpert. him? I don't think so. He he was is he a you blues know, guy. He was that he's a trumpet player. Okay. But okay. the Tijuana Brass or whatever. Uh-huh. You would know if a few of the songs if you if you if you heard it. But I he was it, like yeah. a huge, huge, huge like trumpet player who would like sell out stadiums and stuff. But he also sung vocals on one Burt Bacharach song uh-huh. that went to number one. He was also <laughs> a huge A and R. He founded co-founded A and R Records. So wow, okay. he's he's done like a bit of everything. Is it on Netflix, YouTube? It's what, on where do I need to check Amazon. This out? Okay, yeah, I have but, Amazon. There's but some that, good ones but on that there. documentary was. 
okay. It's okay. It was just okay. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I can't wait to learn about Herb Alpert, and yeah. and it it was cool for the first twenty minutes, but near the end, it was just him kind of doing a trumpet version of a Jason Mraz song. I was like, <laughs> like, like you're you're one of the coolest. Like yeah. you should it should be better. I hate than to that. say it, but I hate it when they spend too much long on like their childhood. I mean, mm-hmm. I understand that that's important, but like. Fuck, get to when the cool band comes like, You know what I mean? Did you ever see It Might Get Loud? It Might Get Loud. No, I don't think so. That's The Edge Who's that? and oh. Jimmy Page and Jack White. Oh, yeah, they all get together and play. They play it on TV all the time. Yeah, but they get together. And play, like, they play like it, cashmere and stuff. No, they okay. don't. They play The Weight by the band in some different key. <laughs> and it's just the three of them, like three three guitar yeah, gods, three like just kind of strumming. It's called If I Get Together. It's called. It, it might get loud. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It might get loud, and but I, I think it was a failure of the, <laughs> of the music documentary because I was very excited. There's some cool parts to yeah. it, but you know, you would just think with that trio there. <laughs> yeah, but that Springsteen one is like that's kind of how I. There's like to a see couple it. Springsteen ones, isn't there? I feel like yes. he's had such a long. But this one career. is just it's like for the like if you just like music, he's playing. Mm-hmm. He plays a song with the band every like five minutes, yeah. and the rest he's talking about what the songs are about. You kind of see him in the studio, kind of telling everyone what to do, and, yeah. and like he has Clarence Clemens' son in there playing <laughs> sax for the first time, saying, "You know, let's honor, you know, yeah. Clarence and like Danny Frederici, their original um, keyboardist was in there." And he's mm-hmm. like, he's one of the the few artists that like when he says something, you believe it. It has some weight. To it, it has some you weight I mean? to it. Yeah. And he's not like putting on. Yeah. Or, like. Like, you, you never would think he'd sold out at any point. No, or, or, or he's making it or yeah. anything. Yeah, he's like he, the real deal. I love the de- Atlantic City. Do you like that song? Oh, that's God, a, that's such a good that's song. My, so, that song, I could talk about that song. Because <laughs> there's like, three covers of it, I think. There's so many covers. That are good. so many covers of it, but like, and I, I was in a, in a fraternity in college, uh-huh. but I have had a bunch of friends, um, most of my friends were, yeah. and when I moved to Athens for the first time, my band played... Um, you know, I just graduate, mm-hmm. graduated. And all my friends were either seniors or a year yeah. below, or in graduate school, or doing a victory lap, as they say in, in <laughs> Athens. And <laughs> gotta do it. And you know, you do a few covers, and I love Atlantic City. And I, I do love the band version of yeah, it. Yeah, I love the band version too. It's but, very nice. But then you'll 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 meet someone who isn't as into like who wrote what song, which yeah. I'm, I'm very like. I love to know who wrote <laughs> what too. and everything yeah. and the history and like. You know, we would do our band would cover Atlantic. It would be one of our like three or four like covers, uh-huh. and we would do Atlantic City, and we would do it. I guess Capo on the third fret is yeah. what I remember, yeah. which I think is bring the, it up a little which bit. I think is where I think um, Bruce does it like that, right? Yeah, or yeah. maybe we did on the second fret, but either we, we did kind of like a rock version of That's the band version, and was like, oh, yeah. I love that, yeah. I love that band song. Like, oh, I get Bruce. <laughs> you gotta listen to Nebraska yeah. and like. Oh man, Nebraska's a great record. Yeah, but yeah, I've been trying to get my band to do uh, Atlantic City. You kind of just well, it, I guess it's not a secret, but I've like wanted to do it like a distorted like rock oh. version of you know, which everybody does because it's such a great song, fun to sing along. I feel like everybody kind of knows it. It's a great, yeah. it's, it's a great tune. But yeah. yeah, there was this, you know, I guess what, what I'm trying to get at is like, and and, and I'll segue properly. Yeah, please. did you watch the new David Byrne thing? I have not seen it. The spot, um, I it guess it's from his tour. It's called American Utopia, and it was from this tour he did, where I guess you know, it was like a theater tour, and it ended up being on Broadway. Uh-huh. And I guess Spike Lee came in at the end, uh-huh. and and they filmed it for yeah. like, 
I guess it's on HBO. Okay. But um, I have to watch this. And it's just like this. Just like if you go to any theater, it's just like you. It could it could have been done at Jordan Theater. Yeah. And it's like him and his his band. There's like 10, 12 piece band. They have uh-huh. the percussion like broken out, so there's not like drummers sitting behind a kit. Like yeah. like someone is like walking around with the tom, and someone's, <laughs> someone's walking around a with snare. the snare. Yeah. Someone's walking around with the bass, and like <laughs> and and it's this visual thing. It's it's super simple, but mm-hmm. you got like twelve people, and it and I bet if you put the kit together, it'd be more like six or seven. Yeah, but, yeah. but it, it's just like they're walking around dancing. They're all in these silver suits. Yeah. And wh- where I was going with with that was when I was in college, and whether it's me in Indiana or me going home or me visiting Athens, mm-hmm. and you know everyone if you're in college you love stop making sense and you love <laughs> the last waltz yeah absolutely and and i i, I loved it too yeah but it's on a different level like you go to a party and you see like i guess frat dogs or whatever <laughs> I, I, nothing against frat people for, for, yeah. but people like doing the beer pong and, yeah. and have the last waltz in the background yeah. and like well you're 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 ingesting that entertainment a different uh, way. Not saying that their way isn't pure. Yeah, gotcha. And not gotcha. saying that my way is pure. Just, <laughs> and and just I'll like, ramble. I'll, I'll I'll bring a bring that story back with a little <laughs> ramble when I because I was talking about the other day. Like I love Journey. I do too. The band Journey. Separate ways. Great, great, great I like, fucking song. I love that band. And I got yeah. into that band when I was maybe a junior or senior in okay. high school. Okay. So junior and senior high school. Me going home, getting yeah. the CDs, or like yeah, getting the CDs and, and and listening to it, and like learning guitar, getting the guitar magazines, yeah, like yeah. like knowing every Great guitar player, Great right, singer. right, yeah. like Neil Sean, Steve yes. Perry, Ross yes. Valerie's, um, Steve Smith, and Solid. Jonathan Kane, like, and I just know that for some reason, I don't know why, <laughs> and and like I know that Steve Perry like co-wrote, but. For love and touch and squeezing, he wrote that all by himself. Like that's awesome, and that's <laughs> yeah. a great song. Yeah, but and then I go to college, and you, know, you get the fake ID, you go to the yeah, bar, yeah. and everyone at the bar is screaming, "Don't stop believing!" I'm like, these people have a different. <laughs> and of course, even and there was that story, or whenever when the White Sox won the World Series, and I think "Don't Stop Believing" was a big song of that, <laughs> and, well. and that's a Chicago yeah gotcha. um, team, and Indiana. There are a lot of a lot of kids like. A lot of kids from Chicago, New York, yeah. would come would mm-hmm. come to Indiana because it's kind of a college town for yeah. the more northern big city folks. And that's something that always interested me because, like, then I have friends now who are like, "Oh, Journey or Lane?" It's like, well, <laughs> I, I would admit that the bar underage bar scene with was playing "Don't Stop Believing" and Journey like that can make it lame, <laughs> yeah. or like Dave Matthews Band fans can make Dave Matthews lame, <laughs> but like still got to appreciate Dave Matthews for, to, for what man. he is, and you still got to appreciate Journey for what it is. It and, blows my mind, man. It'll be like a huge song. They'll be like, that song fucking sucks. Right. Like, does it? Right. It does I mean, it, come on. Does it suck because you think it's fucked out? <laughs> yeah. Because like I, I, like, I, I, I was reading, and not to jump to a different thing, I was reading this Please thing. Please do. Uh, this Paul Thomas Anderson thing. Are you familiar with him? The director, mm. There Will Be Blood, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. I feel like he's, I kind of am, not he, very. He's a great, um, mm-hmm. a great director, and he's considered one, one of the. He's the guy. If he releases yeah. a movie, he, it gets nominated for an Oscar. It's oh, like shit. him and Taron. I mean, of course, Tarantino yeah, is a little more, you know, notable. I mean. More notable yeah. in, in a full scale, like parents and kids and mm-hmm. people who don't care about movies will go see a <laughs> Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. They might not go see a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, but they okay. should. But 
Paul Thomas Anderson is an art film director who okay. get who does get a big release. Yeah. In theaters, it yeah. wouldn't always go to you video. Said Paul on Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas. I feel Anderson. like I know who this is. I just don't. I can't put a face on him. He's, he's Continue great. on. Sorry. He's great. But he was saying, I was reading something. I guess maybe it's John Krasinski. Oh, actor. I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. The Office? Office. Yeah, yeah. But he also directed A Quiet Place. Yeah, yeah. That which was scary a scary movie. And he wrote it too, I believe. And he's, you know, he's obviously a big star. I think for a while, John, John Krasinski was trying to become more of a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He released a, you know, an independent film that, you know, people talked about, but wasn't a big deal. I think it was brief interviews with Hideous Men. And then uh-huh. he, like, tried to co-write a movie with Matt Damon called The Promised Land and Matt Damon had like Goodwill Hunting and obviously Matt Damon's gotcha. a huge star. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think Promised Land really like took off. Yeah. But Quiet Place did. So yeah, now Quiet John, Place was huge. And now John Krasinski is in this um other league now where mm-hmm. he can be the because Quiet Place is a blockbuster type movie. Yeah, the movies yeah. he tried to make were more of these kind of art house films. So uh-huh. now he's in a very cool unique place where he can he obviously made Quiet Place too, and that got yeah. delayed from COVID. And I'm mm-hmm. sure he's going to take that clout and make whatever he thinks yeah. his art, art art statement would be. But he okay. made like a comment to Paul Thomas Anderson about like a movie he saw. And I don't think it was recorded or anything, but he's like, "Oh, it wasn't a very good movie." And Paul Thomas Anderson's like, "Don't say it wasn't a good movie. Say it like it wasn't for you because like because 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 it was an art film, and if and if there's going to be more Paul Thomas Andersons or more like mm-hmm. John Krasinski, I think." And I don't know him, obviously, but in <laughs> a quiet place, crushed and like, uh, kind of. I, I see you have the John Mayer yeah, um, CD there, and heavier things. That's a great record. I, I really like. I really love Continuum. Oof. And and that first record. No such thing. I think it's called Room for Squares. Oh, you're right. You're right. The, that's the, a, that's the, my favorite. The first one, big it's single. Acoustic-y. I like that track, it's like City Love. That's a great track. Yeah, I like that's that. That's very yeah, Hendrixy. Yeah. And of course, and everyone knows the John Mayer stories where he. You know, want to be Steve Ray Vaughan or yeah, Jimi Hendrix, yeah. but he was like, okay, everyone's doing that, and he had the chops. But he's like, well, I, how do you break through? Like, uh-huh. I'm not going to go and try and do like just mm-hmm. go play blue, blues bars. Like, he picked up the acoustic guitar and and, mm-hmm. and wrote Why you know, Georgia, r- and Why like Georgia, and, yeah. and Your Vies Wonderland. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. Like a fox is like, I don't think that's really the type of music that was mm-hmm. in. It's music like I love all types of music. Yeah. So if I went and made a pop record or made a made a <laughs> I do Reggae. love hip hop. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I, like I don't EDM, think I, man. Right. I kinda like all that I stuff. I do not like EDM. <laughs> but 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 there's good but I respect it. I like the EDM that has singing. I don't like the yes. straight EDM. I guess right. it's just really pop now. You know exactly. what I mean? But a- like absolutely I don't like the just artificial energy EDM. Does that make sense? Absolutely I don't like the stuff that sounds like you know, I would go to these parties and like there would be a lot of music. Like, hey, you know, we can listen to anything <laughs> we want to. We can, we can, we can have a mix of music yeah, too. Yeah, we can play everything. But like John Mayer, like after he established himself, uh-huh. like even with that second record, like he started to kind of do more what he wanted to do. Uh-huh. And and daughters. and of course a song like oh, but daughters, is great. daughters, is great. That, song. That, but that's like that's Deep like cut. a Randy Newman track. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that song won. Um, I think song of the year. He was a, a Grammy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He beat it. He beat out, and I, and I think Daughters is great. He did beat out Alicia Keys for I've If I Ain't story. Got You. Yeah. I think If I Ain't Got You is bet. I think he broke it in half. You heard this? Oh, I don't think I knew you, that. Really? He uh, she told him that she should have won that year. And oh, he laughed, she? so he broke it in half and gave her half his Grammy. It's a good That's story. Funny. Yeah. Have you ever seen the inside of this record? Look at this. I have there's, not. There's like a whole theme in this thing. Interesting. I think it's in there. Like oh, each, that's each cool. song has a color. 
and it that's gives, really cool. It gives the BPM. It's just it's just like weird. I was looking at it yesterday because my dad gave me this. It's a great record. That's very. And I, it's like they've got the mood and like wow. the tempo. It's really like a cool concept. See, for, like I, I'm, I'm even giving like I should even give him more credit. Like, yeah, it's really and cool. again, I'm not. I don't even think I'm. I think I know more about John Mayer just because he's such a big celebrity. I remember mm-hmm. getting my sister Continuum for a gift, and I was like, yeah. "Let me borrow that for a second." <laughs> That's for me. It's actually really good, <laughs> and there's some and there's some great tracks. On it. So the example where I was going with the movie thing is like John Mayer's career, and and I, I'm not saying I don't think John Krasinski thinks anything less about A Quiet Place, but. Yeah. It's not Citizen Kane gotcha. or, or yeah, anything yeah. like that, but it's like perception kind of thing, right? But, but but John Krasinski has to position himself with the studios or whoever, yeah, where he okay. could say like, "Here's what I want to make," uh-huh. like and and Paul and and I just really liked that sentiment. Like there are a lot of bands that I'll see, and, and I would never say like this band sucks. Yeah, but yeah. but, it's but, what, but for you. I, I would say that I'm not a fan of that yeah, type of music. Gotcha. And there's um, nothing wrong with that. You know what right. I mean? People. I think people like kind of like you're saying like people mistake that for like thinking they're mm-hmm. bad when it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to you. Like I personally, I still don't really get the jam thing quite yet. It's mm-hmm. kind of growing on me, but like it's a huge thing in Athens, so I understand mm-hmm. that obviously it resonates with these group of people. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they suck. I just like I just don't get it yet. Yeah, you know the I mean? jam thing's interesting because it is interesting like, to me. At the end of the day, if it's a good song, yeah. that's really all I care yeah. about. And and, and I don't think I'm prone. I, I don't love 18 minute tracks yeah, or, or nine yeah. minute tracks or but seven minute tracks. But if it's a good song and if the yeah. solo is playing on the melt, like I like solos yeah. that kind of like more like Neil Young type solos, mm-hmm. even though melodic kind of there's thing. obviously a place for tapping and and mm-hmm. and and, sh- and shredding. I love yeah, that too. too yeah. Um, so, so I feel like there's no rules and yeah. to say anything that's definitive is kind of hurts the cause i guess of art in general yeah. like i got that rolling stone five <laughs> the, the 500 uh-huh the the 500 greatest yeah, the, albums of all yeah, time that they redid right? yeah i, I think it, it was the most of... re, it was most recent yeah it's been pretty recent because I, mm-hmm. I saw like some critics reviews about how whack it was or something yeah. I, I haven't read it yet but like growing up as a kid and i think this was a re, revised one just because mm-hmm. they're going to update every once in a yeah. while and i remember like i think my mom dad got me like the like the, the physical top, copy, yeah, yeah. The physical copy is like <laughs> five hundred. I remember like Sergeant Pepper's number yeah, one, Pet yeah. Sounds number two. It's and not anymore, is it? it? It's been it bumped is, down, hasn't it? Is it is not. Yeah. And but like as a kid, I was like, okay, we're Rolling Stone said it's gospel. But now, yeah. like I read, I was like, okay, well, this is like fifty people who kind of put in their sense, <laughs> yeah. and, and sure, they might work for Rolling Stone or have the respect uh, of Rolling Stone, but and they have like, political aspirations. You sure, know what I mean? yeah. Like, like, and I, I'm a huge, huge Harry Styles fan. Yeah, yeah me too. I like. Him. I love that record. <laughs> yeah, it is. Where's it at? It's in. Well, the fact that is in the top five hundred re- greatest records of all time <laughs> is a little suspect. It is, even little, though I love that record yeah, and am happy that it's on there. I do feel like some time should pass before, <laughs> yeah. like maybe more Isn't than that. Eight. What makes it great, kind of right? Like because it got released in December of last year, <laughs> and it's already it hasn't proven the test of time yet. Right, but even though I do love that record. Yeah, maybe there should be like a ten year cap, like mm-hmm. you can qualify after ten years if it stood the test. Just of like time. the Rock and Roll Hall. Exactly. Yeah. Even right. though that's kind of whack too, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is true. Like it, it's crazy that, that like Tom Waits isn't in there yet. Yeah. But yeah. like it. But you know, like Marvin Gaye, what's going on? And I'm a big Marvin Gaye fan. That's I crazy. don't think that that album 
would be number one. Yeah, I th- is I, that I, what it was? Yeah, really. I I do th- it, now. If you're picking Grace songs of all time, I do that think is, I think what's going on it's fantastic could be number one because <laughs> oh. I, I think it used. To, I don't think they they done a new Grace songs of all time, mm-hmm. but I know it used to be like a Rolling Stone. I think they do it, which is a great song. Yeah, not my favorite song of all time. Yeah, but what's what's going on? If you break that down. That sure, that's the best song. That <laughs> that's could, a good concept. I, if on that someone whole album. said, if, if like, what's going on? The song is the greatest song of all time. Like, hell yeah! But <laughs> I can I can name two or three Marvin Gaye records as a whole from uh-huh. start to finish. I that I personally think is better than what's going on. Yeah, but I just don't yeah. know what would justify like the change. You right. know what I mean? Like what like those Marvin Gaye and uh, the Beatles record? They've been out right. for nearly the same amount of time. What would make mm-hmm. you say, "Oh, well, five years ago it was the Beatles. Now, now I think the Marvin Gaye one's better." Like, and, like, and, and what makes an album like? Is it because of um, you know? Because the song, what's going on? Like, we could, mm. I could talk an hour about <laughs> just the music and melody, yeah, yeah. but also the lyrics. Uh-huh. That's more important than like I, the message is definitely gotcha. way more important than anything then on it's ranking on, on Sgt. Yeah. Pepper's. Even gotcha. though, so it just depends on what are we looking at that makes a record. That's true. I never really thought of it that way. I guess, I don't know. I guess maybe they just do that stuff just for like clout, you know what right. I mean? Or I mean, attention. And, and it you, works, it, I'm sure. But you mentioned things um, being politicized. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there's no, I mean, that definitely goes into. Yeah, for sure. For it sure. goes into consideration. And Maybe course, there's a Marvin Gaye 50th anniversary drop coming this year. You absolutely. know what I mean? Like this is going to stoke it up. So like, you know what I mean? And, and stuff I, like that you got to consider. And, and we're, we're, we're getting close to like, you know the top ten, like all the all these artists deserve to be in there. But like, <laughs> but then like, yeah. you know, because like, when you get even like the top fifty, like, and they they have it pretty close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and we're talking about like, uh, like margin, albums. like narrow, narrow, narrow <laughs> yeah. margins. But I, I like to like, I'm sure you do too. I like to mentally rank albums, like for mm-hmm. myself. You know what I mean? Like we used to do segment on the show where we would rank like the ten songs off. What's the story, Morning Glory, or yeah. something like that. We should have did that today. We should have yeah. did an Oasis one. Uh-huh. But uh, I just like doing that. It's kind of for myself, though. And I always say, like, literally in, like, three weeks, this could be completely different. But this is my current ranking. And this you is know how I feel mean? today yeah. with the weather and yeah. being outside. The vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And and and, and maybe, maybe that's the reason why mm-hmm. what's going on the album, what's on there, because the, the, the theme's on there. But, you know, that, that could change in terms of, I guess, what makes something important? Yeah. Is it because you can snap your fingers to it? Mm-hmm. Is it because, you know, because th- there are Quincy Jones, you know, I w- I've been thinking a lot about Quincy Jones lately. I don't know why. <laughs> and just, I, I was thinking about the record, the Mar- Michael Jackson record off yeah. the wall and just like okay. all the insane, like Don't Stop Me Getting Up, just yeah, the insane. Yeah, he did insane. Thriller and all those, right? I think he yes. did the last three Michael ones. Yeah, like the, like, I think, I think he did the, the three big ones. I think Thriller was the first one he did. Uh, he, did right? he did Off the Wall, then Thriller. Then, oh, okay, then, you're right. Then he did Bad, I Yeah, believe. okay. Great records. <laughs> and I'm not sure, I'm not, and I really, I, I, I don't know what he did on Dangerous, if he did anything mm-hmm. on Dangerous, but, you know, those those string arrangements and Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, like, in and of itself, like, <laughs> bah, da, bah, yeah. da, da, da. like that in and of itself is, like, worthy of yeah. a whatever. And then, of course, like Michael Jackson's whole thing, like it, like that, like <laughs> like well, you know the yeah. fact that he he's a, mm. there a very good chance that that <laughs> very solid chance very solid chance yeah. that he did some of the most horrific things yeah, on the planet. That kind of hurt him for me. Like I don't know if it's true or whatever, but like I right. I noticed I've definitely s- s- listened less since I saw the documentary. Of course. Yeah, you, of course. Is that just me? Yeah, I think no, that's fair. I mean that, that's how I feel. That's I mean 
I grew up listening to Bill Cosby CDs. Yeah, yeah. And I love Bill Cosby because he was like, oh, man, he's such a down, yeah. down-earth guy, and, and, and he expresses these thoughts, and he does it in such a nice mm-hmm. way. And don't get me wrong, I listen to George Carlin, and yeah. I, lo- I love... I love um, foul mouth comedians, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Bill Cosby, such a nice guy and such a <laughs> such thoughtful a guy. Dude. And of course, he ended up doing, yeah, you know, yeah. grew up watching the Cosbys, and the, yeah. they, they taught about the Cosby Show in my telecommunications class. But, then, <laughs> but, but now that's a, it's. A I'm sure they revised world. that for that class. Or like, I'm a I'm a big Ryan Adams fan. Yeah, yeah. And that, I really don't know much about him. He's, I mean, he he does the Wonderwall covers, right? He did the he did do his, the Wonderwall. His cover. Wonderwall cover is fantastic, and now Noel kind of does it like him, doesn't yeah. he? Which yeah. is freaking awesome. But but Ryan Adams, I mean, he's he's released so many records, mm-hmm. and he's got so many. And I love bands that have B sides, like great yeah. B sides and unreleased tracks, which is why I love Oasis. Yeah. But <laughs> so many. But um, you know, Ryan Adams was the essentially the poster child and the music side of the Me Too movement mm-hmm. movement because because gotcha. he, he got. There was a huge New York Times article, and he, yeah. essentially, he essentially got canceled big time. Really? And, yes. I and, did not know that. And there are a few things that, you know, I, the way, in, if Phoebe, you know, if you're familiar with Phoebe Bridgers? Phoebe Bridgers. They, it's with a P, right? Yeah. P-H. Yeah, yeah definitely. She's, she's definitely. kind of like, the, she did that um, album with Connor Oberst, and she released that great record this, this year, and she's kind yeah. of like, over the last two or three years, she's really exploded. As yeah, like I feel like I see a lot about her on Rolling Stone, the yeah. Instagram page. Yeah, she, she's huge. Yeah. And she's one of those artists, like, when Bonnie Iver got nominated for Best New Artist, even though it was his second record, <laughs> uh, and that first record <laughs> was his, that one. and his first record was a pretty big success. Yeah. But that second record, Grammys, put him, like, nominated for Album of the Year, but also Best New Artist. Okay. Uh, and they're saying Phoebe Bridgers would probably get nominated for Best New Artist. Gotcha. Okay. Even though she had released a fantastic debut record maybe a year or two ago i've but wondered you, how that works like they'll win best new artists and they've been doing it for 10 years like i don't really understand well it's kind of like what we're talking about with the spotify plays like yeah like i'm excited about five thousand six thousand but 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 <laughs> you should be but you know but artists who are kind of like in contention for anything it's mm-hmm. usually like the 20 million yeah, per yeah. song type mm-hmm. range and like phoebe like even bonnie like i i interned at Jag Jaguar, Secretly Canadian, Dead Oceans, these three record labels that okay. kind of all operated out of each other when I was in Indiana. Yeah. And they had just released that bon- that first Bonnie Iver record mm-hmm. that went gold. It sold yeah. 500,000 records. So selling 500,000 records, that get, that's that's <laughs> that's that's millions and millions yes. of dollars. Yes. But almost unheard of nowadays. Almost Sell unheard it, of now, I mean? nowadays and then he released a second record, mm. but he's still best new artist. For me, I would think that if you were able to go gold, yeah, you would you would be in contention <laughs> for best new artist that, the first record. <laughs> yeah. But and that that's kind of the thing. Like my mom knows who the Foo Fighters are. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. know who Phoebe Bridgers is. She <laughs> yeah. doesn't know. She barely. She probably doesn't know who Bonnie Vera is. Yeah, and he he's got or got the song with Taylor Swift now, right? What's it called? Oh yeah, um, it's called. Um, it was a sing. Uh, maybe it wasn't a single. Nah, I, I, it was a surprise I, drop, so it went a single. Yeah, it was all. It was, it's like the third track off the record. Yeah. It, it's great. Yeah, um, I like it. I like God it. damn it! I know the whole. <laughs> so I don't know the whole record we'll very know what well. We see it. Is it? But um, I know the the Bonnie Vera lick is the cry. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, it's it just the perception of like what we think, like mm-hmm. even for Jordan Thier example. Yeah. Thousand cap venue. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridgers at this point has no business playing a thousand cap yeah. venue. She sh- she would play a, a venue three or four times that size easily, probably right. Easily, uh-huh. and but 
you know, we would see someone who sell out the Georgia Theater and someone who can consistently sell out a thousand cap venue across this country. They made it kind of you know, to me. At, you know, I mean, that's like wow, that's a dream. Can, I mean, the dream is to to it's not to make money so you can buy yeah. fancy things so you can focus on your art. Yeah, for real. Like and put out the music you want and play to crowds. So because a lot of people, you. like you know, a lot of bands that we would th- that you and I think, oh man, they got it yeah. made. Like they're still doing music as their sidekick gotcha, and they yeah. still have to do their nine to five to make yeah, ends meet. Absolutely. Um, and it's just, it, it's just interesting. Like, cause by the time you get to best new, new artists, you're already kind of, <laughs> you're, you're already solid. like a complete, like yeah. completely different level <laughs> on humongous standards, I suppose. So let's see, where was, were we going with something there? I forgot. I, I think it's really, uh, we're just talking I, about I, I bands. Talking, and... It's just like perception. In ter- yeah, oh, well, yeah. I was talking about the Ryan Adams thing in terms of he, Phoebe Bridgers was one of the, the, the accusers. Or like, cause gotcha. he dated yeah. her and uh-huh. he was married to Mandy Moore uh-huh. and all this stuff. And, and if you read the article, I mean, he, he did some pretty bad stuff. Yeah. I've heard, I, I, I don't heard a lot think, about the movement thing. I don't anything. I don't know if anything that Ryan Adams did was necessarily or has been proven necessarily illegal, uh-huh. but definitely behavior that is not not okay anymore. Yeah. Gotcha. Be- behavior that that was probably accepted ten years ago, fifteen yeah. or twenty years ago, and they could just go, "Oh, that's just rock stars," or "That's just yeah. a producer taking like, you know." taking advantage of their stardom or something mm-hmm. like gotcha. it was you know kind of how like louis ck for the for the com- for the com- for the me too comedy stuff mm-hmm. and then ryan adams for the music, um, the music stuff which yeah. is to say that they're not nearly as bad as harvey weinstein and bill cosby for real yeah but that but still unacceptable nevertheless yeah, definitely. it's crazy but but because of that you know and, and i grew up listening to a lot of ryan adams like i just like yeah it's turned me off yeah like it it kind of changes things unfortunately yeah i mean like it was almost a lot more fun to listen when i was a lot more unaware right everything and of course i don't want i don't want to not know yeah like i I remember sorry to cut you off but i remember when i found out like the whole nashville system of songwriting to Mm -hmm. where like all the big guys you know they don't write they just buy the songs from the publishers or whatever Mm -hmm. however it works but i remember just being really bummed because like i was like in middle school, I was going living in a country town. I really like country, and then mm-hmm. I found out that like my favorite country singer writes nothing of what right. I've been hearing. I was like, "Well, well, fuck!" I thought he was just putting out countless bangers. You know what I mean? That like he wrote, and right. like this is him. You know what I mean? Or you'll see like something that has like eight songwriting. Yeah, credits. yeah, exactly. On one song, I have a friend who um, co-wrote the you know the band Sugarland. Yeah, yeah, he, they were big. He co-wrote their very first like number one single let's see what's it called um, it's called little girl it was before girl. it was before the the ma- the record that like had like mainstream success. yeah they had like, a huge that, song that, for a while yeah they had a bunch that like crossed into mm-hmm. the regular charts or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. like the crossover thing but gotcha. you know he was kind of telling me like you know he wrote the cro- most of the song and yeah. then like the other three members at the time like came in and kind of finished it mm-hmm. but you know divide up song writing yeah. credits essentially mm-hmm. um and because you know that, that was kind of, you know, that songwriting world, like yeah, it, it's like, like a universe in Nashville, right? In and, LA or whatever. And like, and I think I don't. It's it's not as simple as like, hey, I have these great songs. Who yeah. wants them? Like, you yeah. have to like, you have to pay your dues, and yeah, you have to like, yeah. you know, figure out. I can't imagine giving away a song though, because like I thought about, it, I was like, oh, maybe after Athens, I'll go to Nashville mm-hmm. and do the whole songwriting thing, because I love to write music. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, I cannot imagine just writing a song that just like. Like this is it, and being right. like under a deal where I have to give it away, right? And like, but like I also do love, I romanticize the old world of like 
Paul Simon and Carol mm-hmm. King, like all in these songwriter workshops, like yeah. they, they go in to their office, which is a keyboard and guitar, and like <laughs> they're awesome. just drinking tea. And, yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of what, what I wanted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But without I, I, giving the songs away, <laughs> right? But but like they in Nashville, they have like these songwriting sessions, mm-hmm. and and I've I had a buddy of mine just sent me like this acoustic track. Yeah, and it's literally just like four chords with like maybe like he he like sung like one like melody melody line, mm-hmm. and he sent it to me and just like yeah ideas. Yeah, and so like. And I was thinking, like, well, I I can't put my ideas on that. I started writing lyrics, like, but I think I want that. No, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to not going to think like that. Like, it the genesis of whatever ideas I have for this track came from him saying uh-huh. that to me. So I'm just going to play off that. Yeah. I'm not going to dig into my other bag of ideas <laughs> yeah. or something and just kind of like live in that moment. And and in that sense, the co-writing thing's really really cool. That is cool. I, I haven't done it enough. I, I've kind of struggled with it because like uh, like say somebody I'm in a band with writes a song and gives it to me with the words and everything. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. this kind of doesn't mean anything to me. That's what I've kind of struggled right. with, like trying to like honor them and like mm-hmm. keep them happy, you know. And like they've got songs they want to play, but they only play guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I get the words, it's like this doesn't mean anything to me Is really. Because th- th- they put words to it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think so. Like I feel like I kind of need to write it to be excited about it, which is weird, I guess. But or like, were, the, just... were the lyrics finished? Kind of, sorta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I would feel that too. Yeah, like, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I'm just working on it personally. You know what I mean? It's just like for for me for me the the writing creating like that's the more yeah. important part versus like yeah. i have friends who play bass and they play bass in, yeah. in a band where they don't write any mm-hmm. of the songs they're just on the road being a bass player teach their own I, I would definitely say the songwriting is probably my favorite part like i would re- i was telling a friend the other day and we just used tom petty as an example i love tom petty dude. um but like i would rather you know of course going on tour with tom petty as his mm-hmm. bass player would be amazing <laughs> But it wouldn't and, be soul filling, I think. No, yeah. It, no matter how many people there, no matter how much money it would make, yeah. it, it would just be more like a you know, like a job, like a job, like exactly. a tribute. I'm yeah. sure a fun job where yeah. you get to see a lot of stuff. <laughs> but like, and of course, you know, that's what everyone does. Kind of, you know, you if you're an artist and you still need to make men's, ends meet, you go, mm. you, you have another job, so yeah. you so you can work on that craft. Absolutely. Um, and you know, just to, just to being being able to be talk to talk about music and have an Athens community where we can do what you and I are doing right now exactly is amazing. And like working at the theater and being able like my favorite stuff at the theater is always. And I don't think you were there long enough mm-hmm. to when we had rooftop season. No, I just missed it. Because uh, like it. I love rooftop season. Yeah, I, I like going up there and watching the shows because those are the bands like from New York who are, who, yeah. are, who are traveling through who are like the yeah. next whatever like they'll be downstairs eventually yeah like sturgill you know I mean? simpson played yeah? on the rooftop really yeah he i think he did like a year before i came <laughs> wow. um, but like he you know rooftop free yeah. show 150 bucks yeah meal tickets and wow. then and then now like i didn't know that. and now i think everyone in his team would be very upset if he came <laughs> and, and played one show did, did this whole thing to play one show at, at, the, at the theater like he was just doing it for the love of it though and right. that's when it's like great well i mean it just because that can happen like yeah. that's where some sort of magic can happen yeah. like whether even so like you can see like a band like aftm mm-hmm. who played on the rooftop and lo- great. great local band yeah they, they, they mix they mix jam in a good yeah. way they mix um hard rock great in a good songs. way. good yeah. songs yeah. great songs um a lot of musicianship like they are they want they go to they went to school here they have they have friends like there's a difference between like a band who where they're able to bring a lot of people just because they're in a aforementioned fraternity versus like gotcha. 
bands that continue to like like who, who you can still be in a fraternity and yeah. have a great band consistently, and yeah. then people come and see that and then they want to keep supporting because they yeah. love the music because yeah. you know I go see a band that I love for a different reason than your casual music fan would yeah. be and like such for, as just an like, example like at the theater I, I, I I'm very lucky because. You know, there's bands that are coming through that I wouldn't maybe necessarily yeah, go buy a ticket but for. But you're just there and you kind of. Yeah, and then get I get to see that hand. or I get to see the opener. Like when I saw Hop Along open up from, uh-huh. for Modest Mouse, like, I love this band, yeah. Hop Along, and I can't wait to That's dig awesome. into it. I miss that so much. <laughs> but if I, if I go to, if I'm buying a ticket to a concert, mm-hmm. like, it, it, th- there's the, there's two types of concerts you buy. Like, <laughs> one, one where, like, a band that your friends with is playing and you just want to kind of yeah, go and, and see what's going on and yeah. see, see the openers and those bands versus like if I was buying a ticket to a show at the Tabernacle or something exactly. like that. You're it's going to be, it's it. going to be a band that I really know. Like. Yes, exactly. Where, where I know the discography, where yeah. I know who produced it. Cause uh-huh. I kind of nerd out on that. Yeah. Stuff. You've been a fan. Yeah. And of course I have friends who just go, I know that one or two song. Let's go to that concert. Yeah. To me, I, I could never do that. I like to know the I like <laughs> yeah. to know the, the songs. whole history. Usually, yeah. I like to know the songs, yeah, and, yeah. which is why I've really enjoyed the theater because it's 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 forced me to kind of do something that, that yeah. I wouldn't normally do. It's like being at like just the mecca every night, mm-hmm. kind of like it's like wow, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're gonna see tonight. It's just fantastic. I miss it. Absolutely. What is what is the if you don't mind me asking, is there a status update? Because we talk about it all the time with all my guests. We're wondering like if you guys are planning on doing like one third. The ticket sales or anything like that. So right now, the way I understand it, it is that you know, the Jordan Theater is part of a, a part of a bigger company. Yeah, I, I um, assume it had it, investors, right? Well, not, not anymore. Right now, it's it's um, owned co-owned by AEG, okay, which yeah. is like Live Nation. Yeah, exactly. Um, if Live Nation is Coke, then AEG's mm. Pepsi, or vice yeah. versa, or something like that. Definitely heard um, of it. And and they have and they have a big presence in the north. Okay. And in the in the West Coast and everything, and AEG had, now has a pre- pre- presence in the South mm-hmm. with Georgia Theater and a few other um, venues. Yeah. But so basically, just like Live Nation and Georgia and AEG and all of their venues, they're not opening because they haven't figured out like what the How? best practices yeah. are. I don't know if you saw that that Ticketmaster. Article. I did see that that you have to get tested. And or Ticketmaster's whatever. either owned by or co-owned with Live Nation. Okay. So like. Better believe whatever Ticketmaster yeah. is doing, they're they're going to be doing it the same and, and kind of with, thing. with the Live Nation okay. venues we, and and Ven and and Live Nation AG. They also own like AG owns Coachella. Oh, really? So they do wow. a lot of festivals. So they're huge. Too. Yeah. Okay. Um. So basically, you know, and it's an unknown question until there's yeah. a vaccine and how that works. And yeah. No one really knows anything. Okay. So. And it's kind of unprecedented times. Yeah, so, I, I'd wonder just what the status update was because yeah. a lot of smaller venues are opening back up just to kind of try to survive. Which and is I think I think those are like independent venues. Yeah, I definitely. think I think we technically could open up. Yeah, I think we legally could open up, and I, and it goes from state yeah. to state. But uh-huh. we could technically open up, uh-huh. but but to what avail? Yeah, and, and like and, and what if something were to happen? And and just and. I think everyone's doing a very good job try- and being patient and trying to so. figure out what, what. So, so the short answer is no status update official. <laughs> yeah. I, my, my Just ho- some thoughts on it. My hopes is that it would be April, January, yeah, July. Like, 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 That's what like, I'm like, like spring or yeah, summer. I'm thinking but I mean, hopefully, you ho- know. hopefully. Yeah. And, you know, it's, but it also seems like hopefully or soon there will be. 
a vaccine. Yeah, it seems so, like it. it seems I like mean, it. Stock, but, stock market surge today on vaccine hopes. Right, you know what right. I mean? So I had wondered, yeah, that answers a lot for me, though, because I had wondered if you guys were like privately owned, like, you know, Caledonia goes under because it's just one mm -hmm. guy owns it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I I figured we didn't have anything to worry about 40 Watt and Georgia Theater. You guys mm -hmm. are going to be fine, right? Yeah. And we can ride yeah, it out, and, right? And, and, I, and I can't speak to I can't speak to 40 yeah. Watt, but gotcha. I, I, I do believe that, that you know, both of those venues great. will, will I mean, still, will yeah. still be intact. Now, I mean, that's not to say that it hasn't been devastating for, yeah, for the absolutely. people, for I remember being really bummed just thinking, like, I know I was just kind of working there on the side, but, mm -hmm. like, I was just thinking about all the guys we worked with that, like, this mm -hmm. is their life. Like, yeah. this is their every and, day. And, that, and I was and that, like, God. And, that, and that's everyone. That's, yeah. that's me, too. Yeah, like, that's you know, that's, yeah. Everyone's been furloughed and figuring out what to do, and, and that's, I mean, it's him for all venues. The, the, yeah. Like, that Save Our Stages thing, I mean. I have the, saw the, that. that. I shared that petition. That, and that's, a, that's a very big deal. Now, of course, you know, certain venues that have, you know, big corporate company like mm -hmm. they're figuring that out but yeah. you know those are few and far between like Absolutely. So, i mean some of my venue favorite venues are in danger i've heard that of, yeah of just all over the place you know what i mean like uh obviously caledonia i was really bummed about that because mm -hmm. the whole history behind it the 40 watt I mean, and all that stuff caledonia was kind of my my favorite place as a musician i to never play. got to play there man really? i had a show book it was march 19th and covid hit like march right. 7th had to cancel so I was this close. That was my my, my favorite one. of My favorite places to God, play a show. Such a and, great vibe, and, and to see a full crowd. Yeah, but like yeah. Those were kind of my favorite shows. Seen, you know. We talk about that place all the mm -hmm. time. We're like, man, you get forty people in the Donia. It's a good time. Absolutely, you know what I mean? and, and it, it, feel, it feels good for the yeah. artists. The artists like, oh man, I didn't. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah like, it's great. Yeah, and then everyone there, like, it feels like a yeah, like show. A, and like, absolutely. I did you ever go to those um, Athfest shows? Yeah, that they would do? Uh, at the, the Donia. Yeah, so they would do these things um, like the club crawl. Is that right? Well, during the day on Saturday, like the daytime, they would have like the inside out stage of Caledonia, like back and forth with bands, like all, just, all, all these like cool. It's kind of like a underground kind yeah. of thing, but it was always well attended. And it that's was, awesome. It, it's just so I like I, yeah, I definitely mourned. <laughs> yeah, it's um, terrible. terrible the, man. the the Caledonia, and I hate that they got like. I don't like, are they going to get, we were talking about this last time, I guess we don't know, but it's unfortunate they got bought out by like something mm -hmm. that's not going to like make it into another venue. Like, I, I guess I, it'd be okay. I have, I, have, I have no idea, but I mean, you would think that. The stage know, and the sound's so good in there. Yeah, Surely they're not going to rip that out. You can still out. have some shows yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, like it, it might not be the same focus, but all. you know, things change mm -hmm. and you know, we have to unfortunately deal with the hand, with yeah. hand that we're dealt, which it's a, terrible one but yeah i love uh kind of relatively off topic but i love like the history of georgia theater i'm sure you, have you mm -hmm. read into this any like mm -hmm. i just like looking back at all the shows like mm -hmm. the police came and played there yeah. in the 70s or whatever yeah. on their first tour and like it burning down all that stuff i just love the georgia theater like the whole everybody's played there you know what i mean it, it seems like everybody who's anybody has been I, there i never got to see a show at the old georgia theater because uh -huh. every, it, every time every time it burned down in 2090 or something i think it burned down in 2009 okay okay my so really um, not that long ago and but uh, i just know that you know i visited a few times but i guess whatever for whatever reason never went inside to see a, a show mm -hmm. there um and then when i moved there for the first time i think it was like the week of or week after i think jenny lewis was going to be playing who i'm a big fan of from rilo kiley mm. and um 
and then it burned down. And so I never got step foot in the old version of it. So I, I only know the the, yeah. the most recent. I, there really aren't that many pictures of the old one. Like, well, I'm sure there is, but like mm-hmm. I haven't seen many like pictures of it empty or like what mm-hmm. it actually looked like, except for the front side of it. Yeah. Like I've been trying to find a picture of this police show. Like, right. I, I just I love the police, so I'm like geeking well, out. I can't find one. Well, if you think about it, like since the <laughs> new theater has been built, like there's. I, I can't pinpoint when cell phones you could take photos. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, it, it wasn't as often. Accepted. It, was, yeah. it wasn't as often. Like you, you get a quick snapshot yeah. of something like, <laughs> l- like that. Whereas now, like you know, everyone can be somewhere. Yeah, it used to be pretty frowned upon. Apparently, like, mm-hmm. like no That's video right, cameras flash, and concerts. Like no flash and stuff. Now yeah. you just get your phone. You put you take the flash <laughs> off, and it's, it's like half the show it's, now. It's no big deal. <laughs> of course, you like then you have those like. I think Jack White does it. But I know like Dave Chappelle, like if you go see yeah, one of shows, you put your phone in the box. I, I went to the very um the very last Prince performance of the Fox what? Theater. I'm a no. big big Prince fan. That's awesome, um, man. And and at that show, you know, you put your phone put it in a box, thing. lock yeah. it up. That's crazy. Or, or maybe they did it. I don't know. I feel like they should have. I don't think I'd have a problem with it. I think it'd be kind of fun, maybe like just just you know, so it's not there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get away from mine. I spent yeah, too much yeah, time I mean, on it. You know I, I'm what I mean? trying. I'm trying to do that too. But I, I do like the thanks for the memories thing. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. It's it's a. I do get like snap memories, like concert from like three years ago. I'm like, fuck, that was a good show. I, I just got a snap, or, or uh, my phone showed me a memory from yeah. when my band, my first band, the District Attorneys, we did like a farewell show. Yeah. At Smiths. Okay. And, in Atlanta. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and some photo passed up popped up and was like oh yeah that was fun and then i sent it to the bandmates and yeah. it's just like well, that's th- great there's, there's a positive there but of yeah. course you know it, it it can get it can get addictive <laughs> boy can it man too addictive man. yeah so of your past i did a little bit of research on you i don't know if i already told you this but i looked through i listened to your whole catalog oh, kind thank of. you very what's much. your favorite project that you've done like other than your solo i don't know Shit, um, let's see i wrote them all down Party dolls, the purses, and the district attorneys. Well, I liked going to Carolina. That was a good uh, song. Thank you. That's a great song. I, I, I think everyone in the band, including myself, hates that. Song. Really? Yeah, it's everyone, a good song. But like, it's kind of folky. Kinda. There's parts of it that I, lo- I think I was listening to a lot of Black Crows at the time, <laughs> and like I like the riff. Yeah. And 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 the, the title of the song, I was there's a lot of songs like the James Taylor song is called Carolina in my mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. But in the song, the hook is basically like going to Carolina, uh-huh. <laughs> and, but like that's not that's not the name of the song. Yeah, like it's something there are a lot. You of do that a lot, don't you? You like name the song different than something. Just, just like a yeah. little different, and like yeah. a James, like I was, I remember just thinking of the James Taylor thing, going mm-hmm. like, because James Taylor is famous for having a song called something in the way she moves. Okay, yeah, I and know it, Sweet Baby James. <laughs> right, but but are you familiar with the Beatles song Something? Something, yeah, it's on. Um... It's on Abbey Road. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And and the the line that George Harrison sings is something in the way she moves. Uh-huh. The James Taylor song was written before that, and okay. George Harrison, like I think James Taylor played that song for him, and there was kind of a little like, <laughs> a and, little and, lift. and and so like he kind of lifted, yeah, kind of lifted a nod, a it, it, but but like no songwriting credits given to James Taylor, Ooh. and 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 but there was never an issue. With yeah, that he didn't too. care. It's very, it was very like organic. Like I I love romanticizing like the whole like. Jackson Brown and the Eagles and all yeah. hang out with Joni Mitchell and James yes. Taylor playing guitar and and like I'm not even that big of a James Taylor fan. Yeah. I, I like I like some of his stuff a uh-huh. lot, but I I couldn't say that I know his discography <laughs> a lot. His catalog, I guess. But I just like I remember thinking, you know, because you'll hear stories about Pink Floyd and songwriting credits, yeah, and then like yeah. something like, you know, 
or like again it's, like there's it, a lot like, of oasis songwriting right, credits absolutely. <laughs> it's a of really course, good it, like for someone like me I, I i like that wink and that yeah nod. i like i don't have a problem with it and I don't. and it's not even like even that song going to carolina it's not it de- like the only reference to the james taylor yeah. song is just kind of like oh yeah that's kind of famous for that but that, <laughs> but it's, the song is called carolina in my mind just like something in the way she moves was mm-hmm. the name of the james taylor song and then george harrison and and this and the something song the Beatles song is considered one of the greatest love songs of all time, and it, and it kind of the genesis was kind of from another song. I imagine that even the smallest point on that record would be right. a right. chunk of change. Right. You know but it's kind of like we, you and I were just talking about like uh. songwriting and like not wanting to like who knows like if George Harrison hadn't heard yeah, that yeah. James Taylor How song, you, say event, it? you know what I mean? Or like, and there's definitely songs that I hear go like, I want to write a song like that, uh-huh. like this new record, like. I really, you know, I, I do that a lot. Yeah. Like, like I, I go in trying to write like something I've heard and kind of mm-hmm. hope it sounds different. <laughs> that, that Party Dolls project, there's yeah. a song called, um, I think I liked, Sides. Was it, was it Indigo? Was that Party Dolls? I like yeah. that one and I liked uh, Kindly Leave. Well, okay. Kindly so, Leave is. So Kindly Leave is, it, so I had a, so I, I maybe lean toward the Party Dolls record because mm-hmm. even though I don't think it's the best sonically. Um, the song, 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 my my friend, Frank, the same one who sent me the song they wants me to write something to. Uh-huh. He um, he made the record with me. Um, yeah. He like mixed, he mixed it. He did the whole thing like because I don't know the knobs that well, <laughs> and and he he was bass player. And then we we had um some other p- people play on the record. Um, and and we did and we made that record. And a song from that record got on an episode of Supergirl. Really? Which was awesome. And, and um, that, it was, yeah, I saw Kindly the commercials Leaf. for it. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're about. Really? It was on Kyle, it was Kindly Leave, and that, and it paid a good amount. Uh, did, did you guys shop it around or they picked it up? So they had those, like, there's people who, you know, I, 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 <laughs> There's people who taste like tastemakers. Tastemakers. <laughs> like, they take the song and then they had the connection with different, like, you know, people at, at, this at, at the at the licensing department at for this studio yeah. or for this film studio or for this TV studio and they have mm-hmm. these budgets they have to hit no matter what and you know it's like one of those things like oh man if I could just get this one person to hear this yeah. one song and that one record this guy um, was like hey um, sign this contract and I'll, I'll shop this one record and I was like yeah. cool you want to hear any of the disc returnees or purchase <laughs> stuff and he's like no I just like this one <laughs> okay <laughs> but, but I, I promise you it's just, it really all kind of sounds the same I promise you it's just like maybe a you better you do have song. a simu- similar vibe right like, I, you know like I mean? I'm definitely not like even the new song I released like sure it's a little different but like it's all kind of pop <laughs> rock stuff like if you like this so much yeah. I promise you you'll like the newer stuff or, or even the older stuff but mm-hmm. you He's like, no, nah, it's like this Party Dolls record. <laughs> but that Party Dolls record is a, you know, I ha- had gotten into more of a understanding, like, songwriting and, like, mm-hmm. and, and ta- like getting more comfortable with talking about things that are real Yeah. Okay. versus, like, just, like, kind of going, like, oh, this sounds cool. Yeah. Because, like, Oasis does that. Yeah. Like, definitely. a lot of their lyrics are gibberish. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and make no sense. And I but love some of them make but so some, much, like, right. without, it's still kind of gibberish, but yeah. why does it make so much sense? I, I, I love that. And, like, even, like, you know, Coldplay stole that from yeah. them, too. Yeah. Like, like, they do it like, well, too. They do, they, they yeah. do very well. They do very well. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, Something that means something to someone, yeah. but also can mean something different to a different exactly. person. Like, like just vague enough to work. Like, how do you describe 
the song yellow like that's like the perfect example like what the fuck is he talking about but But it means means something to everyone and probably a little different yeah and just like the way people absorb content exactly but you know like like indigo is probably like but anyway like going to carolina like (laughs) uh like uh i feel like the chorus is just kind of was kind of lazy writing but (laughs) but but like at the start that was kind of like the best thing that we had i think there's a harmonica on there am i right yeah Yeah, i like it play some harmonica it kind of reminded me of the eagles kind of oh i love the eagles love the eagles the best doc that's the best documentary it's like four hours long it's so good the the two-part do you know who Bill Simmons is? Bill Simmons. It sounds super he familiar. He used to be the sports guy, like ESPN sports guy. Okay. And he came up with Grantland, which was this um, great blog. It was uh-huh. owned by ESPN. He left ESPN and he started The Ringer, Ringer. which is a which is a great blog too. But yeah. um, write this down because if you, you love the Eagles documentary. I loved it. And I, and I love the Eagles. I have a lot. Me too. My wife hates the Eagles. And <laughs> a lot of people hate, a lot of people like to shit on the Eagles. And, and, and <laughs> That's yeah. bullshit. And yeah, and like the, the Big Lebowski, like great movie. And like, fuck the Eagles. That's so funny. I, I agree. But I do really like the Eagles. And I do really like Don Henley and, and Joe Walsh Don. and all that and stuff. And Glenn. Glenn's and great. I love, I love them all. Yes. And, and as, as a, like Hell Freezes Over was like my first record. Yeah. Like the thing that, that got me in. I thought it was extremely solid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and, like and thirty I, years later, whatever. And, and I've watched the live concert mm-hmm. of the Hell Freezes Over thing, and that's what kind of got me in the music yeah. as a very young person. That's and awesome. my tastes have grown since then. But I still, uh-huh. still appreciate it. Yeah. And I love the Eagles. But even if you don't, you need to read this Bill Simmons Grantland article about the history of the Eagles. Right. Is one of the funniest things. It, it, and it's basically him becoming obsessed with this documentary, explaining why it's so good. And yeah, why it yeah, okay. And and if anything that you're writing down, I would I beg you to read that Bill Simmons article and text me after because it's so enjoyable. Um, but we I would talk, love to. But yeah, I That's mean, good. the I, mean, I, I guess <laughs> the, the stuff we've released, like I like, you know, like the record they're about to release more than anything mm. before, and I think. I think it has to be that way because if I felt any different, yeah. I probably wouldn't keep doing it. But exactly. I like the Party Dolls record. I think is I really like Indigo. I think that was a really yeah, co- cool cool moment. It's kind of like a chill thing too. Yeah, like it's really and I and it, I, I really like how the guitars sound on that. Yeah. Like I, I I go back and listen to old stuff, and I'm like you know I really like I like the from the District Attorney's record. I was like I really like that song, yeah. and I really like these parts. I think you know. Uh, man, maybe if I had more confidence as a singer, or maybe if uh, we, or, or maybe that would have been turned up and we could maybe dial back on some yeah. of the reverb or something like that, or the purses stuff. But, you know, I feel like I'm finally just starting to gain a little more confident with my, great, sing- with, with my singing and yeah. like listening to my own voice. It's still, it's a very a huge mental struggle. confidence thing. Singing is, it's a lot of it is like confidence instead of technique. I so think that reminds me of two things I want to bring up, and, <laughs> and and one has to do with the Caledonia, and 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 kind of full circle, kind of what we're talking about in terms yeah. of like having a, like I guess a positive attitude. I, you know, you play a show, uh-huh. and then w- for whatever reason. Even if you think you had a good show, or even if you thought you had a bad show, if you couldn't really hear something or whatever, yeah. like a friend or someone, or even someone you don't know, like maybe a fan or something, or like would come up and say, I "Really enjoyed your set," and the first thing that would go like, "Oh man, I can't really hear myself," and like, "Thank you," like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I but do like, that too, man. I do that too. But like, yeah. and then I started thinking like, 
I don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. They don't they, care. They, they watched your show yeah. and they said that thing. Like you don't have to bring them down. Like you don't have to go. Like yeah, man, that was good. But but, <laughs> but you just like thank you very much and like and and just take the win. And, yes, like, it, I'm if you want super to. guilty of that. I'd be like, man, my fucking vocal wasn't the monitor. I couldn't right. hear myself. Like they don't fucking. And care. they don't know. <laughs> yeah, and they, they don't, don't care. And they're and I'm like, damn, we butchered that last song. But like they're like, but uh, maybe they enjoy it. Like yeah. you say, you like going to Carolina. Like mm-hmm. to me. Like if someone sends me a song of theirs and I listen to it, whether it's you mm-hmm. or or a friend of mine, like yeah. no me knowing you or me knowing, you know, well the well kept guys. Yeah, and then Tommy. And Tom Tommy sent me a track <laughs> and like listen to it, even if it's like not done. Like mm-hmm. I still like if someone sends me something, I listen to it, I listen to it, like my brain just I don't go like, oh man, those guitars weren't EQ'd well, or like I can tell that guy wasn't that confident in his singing. Like, yeah. I hear something that someone sends me as like as fact, exactly. it's fact. Yeah. And so like that was the intention, and it's all positive. And yeah. but like if I listen to my own stuff, I'm like ah, oh. <laughs> like I li- like every time I listen to my own stuff, I'm like ah, oh, what are you doing? Like finish That's that so vowel funny. or like that guitar, like ah, oh. so like that accurate, drum man. hit. But like. And so when I listen to my stuff, like sometimes I'll just smoke pot or something to try to get outside <laughs> of my head. So if I can, cause like I, I'll walk around like, oh, okay, maybe I'm in a good mood to listen to my own stuff. And yeah. like I walk by it Dude. and like, cause like also when I listen to the track <laughs> you send me or Tommy sends me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not diagnosing second. it. I'm yeah. enjoying it. Yes. And it's hard to kind of enjoy your own yes, stuff. And it's, it's taken me like 10 years to start kind of, that's I why exactly I really, what you like mean. I love listening to demos <laughs> because I, I know in my head, this ain't the real thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, like, and then, and then I get demoitis as uh, my friend Matt Martin calls it. Uh-huh. Um, and then like uh, love, love the yeah. demo except for i only love the demo because i tricked my brain into that yeah, dude i know exactly what, like you got to be in the mood to listen to your own music like you can't be like mm-hmm. you got to be just riding hot for me at least like or, or else i'm gonna go in there and be like fuck the vocal's not loud enough on this shit why did i mix this shit bad or why did i do this right. and that when really it's fucking fine like each song just gets you to the next song mm-hmm. that's that's how i look at it like Maybe I did fuck up the last song, but right. now I know not to because like right. I'm listening back, thinking, "Wow, this master or this mix is garbage." You know what right. I mean? Which but, doesn't happen to me much. But but, like, but but also most people, your average person doesn't even think about mix or master. <laughs> yeah, like, they have oh, no idea. oh, who mastered this? They did a terrible <laughs> job. Like I st- like my wife will catch me listening to my own music, and she's like, "Oh man, you're so obsessed with it yourself." I was like, "That might be true," but also the reason <laughs> why I'm listening to it is because I'm trying to make sense of it and yes, understand it, exactly. and, and trying to like. It, it's not because I'm an egotistical maniac. That 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 that's a whole another reason. The reason why I'm listening to this is so I can it is me like in essentially in a mental fetal position trying to like and, and and that's like and I don't. It's hard for someone to understand. It's like okay, well, no one's making you release music. No one's yeah. making you music. So I don't get this internal struggle. And then like you're you're posting about your song online. So clearly like you're yeah. very into yourself. Like yes, kind of, but also sort of like. It's just this, like, it's, it's, it's just right, what man. you have to do. Because, yeah. like, I'll get in my head, I'll be like, oh my God, I haven't released a right. song in fucking three months. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've been fucking lazy. Like, I've been doing it. Like, no, I, like, it's like, I don't right. have to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Right. It, it, like, but, I overthink things, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was yeah. like something saying at the beginning, like, at this point, like, I don't, everyone who I've wanted to hear, hear the record, I've mm. sent it to. Yeah. Like, the people that, like, in my, I know what you're saying. The people in my, like I sure I have friends from high school that I would yeah. lo- or like or, 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 or I would love them to love yeah. it or like but they're not gonna 
they, they would just go, it's good. Or like, yeah. or like, or, but they're not going to obsess over it like oh. I would. And, and like, why would they? And, and even more so for the fact that they know who I am. Yeah. They know who I am. And, and so like, but I, I have, but I, you know, I sent you the record. I, and yeah. I made my wife listen to it. <laughs> and then my other music friends who like, I make music with or who helped me make the record or help, would, like, not. and like, these are the people who I want to, so you're good. To gab about it. You're like, happy now, right? I'm happy now. That's all like, you needed. And the only other thing is like, okay, well, might as well release it. And then, <laughs> and if there's someone who's like 15 and listening to yeah. a song, like when I, the way I ingested music when I was 15 through, I guess now, yeah, it, and they can li- listen to someone that that's kind of cool. I I do like it's that. Cool. I do yeah. love the idea of someone, um, you know, being inspired to write something. Mm-hmm. Um, do you listen to Death Cab for Cutie at all? I don't think so. Um, I've never heard of. Them. It's just got um that they're they're a very successful band. You ever yeah. heard of Postal Service? Postal Service, yes. The uh, lead singer of that that's his main band is Death oh, Cat okay. Death Cat for Kitty. I don't know much about him. But his, I've heard his name is Ben Gibbard, and he's mm-hmm. been on, on a bunch of stuff. He's part of that whole like that's the West Coast scene or whatever. Okay. But he was actually supposed to play at the theater in April. Really, um, bummer. Like a solo acoustic show, and I was so excited for, for yeah. that because he's going to do like Postal Service and yeah. Death Cat for Kitty songs, but. I remember when he released his first solo record. I would listen to one single. I was like, like I, I didn't rip it off. But I was like, okay, I, I see how he's kind of like just, just kind of, for lack of a better term, farting out these pop, farting yeah. out these pop, like simple pop songs. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of like not if I'm writing a song and like trying to put everything into it. No, no, no. You just yeah. like pick up the guitar and like just see, do it, and that's what it is, and, and like enjoy that for that moment, and then go on the next song. Yeah. and and that was kind of very influential i get caught up in the arrangement like mm-hmm. too hard like all right i gotta write a song it can't be three it can't be more than three minutes and 15 mm-hmm. seconds because people's attention fans are short i gotta do this and that yeah and i, I end to, up not writing anything I, I used to be a two and a half or oh, what, uh, now? Like, i used to like having my songs be in the two and a half minute range <laughs> yeah and that's I'm star- cool I'm, i love that i love that too yeah i'm starting to be okay with the four minute yeah you know, okay the four and a half i'm the other way around mine have all been four and a half and I'm trying to bring them down because mm-hmm. I do love the short songs. Mm-hmm. I just haven't found a way to do it yet. And like, because the way I listen to music, if there's a song I like, I'm going to listen to it 70 times. <laughs> and like, I will listen to a song. I on, put it on, on a time. playlist and I wear it out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Until I'm tired of it. Yeah. One that I recently, I think you were the one that told me to listen to this one. Uh, it hadn't clicked for me until like recently. It was a little by little. Oasis. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know why I didn't get it at first and then I fucking wore it out. It's a great See, song. Because like for me, that was the first like studio record uh-huh. release. Like when they were on tour for that record, Heathen Chemistry. Yeah, okay. That's when I kind of got into them. I was like, maybe. And you said uh, you saw them twice on this I've, in this I, era. I, yeah, I saw them <laughs> at the Tabernacle <laughs> when they crazy. were on tour for Heathen Chemistry. Um, and, I had no idea that they'd even been to Georgia. I figured uh, they never made it this far. No, they and yeah. and and I think Heathen Chemistry. That was. Two records removed from Be Here and Now, so they're mm-hmm. kind of dying down. Now, of course, selling up Tabernacle is yeah, still a that's pretty, still pretty, pretty good dying in. But in the UK, they sell. <laughs> Noel's got the big still. sideburns now. Absolutely. <laughs> but they, like, my favorite Oasis record is probably the Master Plan because of all the B sides. Yeah, it really is so good. It's a contemplation or whatever. And of course, like, what Storm Morning Glory and definitely maybe or like the mm-hmm. Touchstones. But to me, like, 
I associate a lot with that heathen chemistry record mm-hmm. because that's what really got me in. I think you that. told me that. I was surprised that it wasn't one of the first three for you. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I think mine is, which is the easy answer, I guess, which is what the story, Morning Glory, for mm-hmm. me. I think that one resonates the most uh, with absolutely. me all the way. I can listen to it. And, I, and I'd probably just have to pick that if I'm thinking of yeah. the general. Depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Because sometimes it's definitely maybe. Yeah, definitely maybe. God, yeah. it's so good. But so like, good. My my parents and my wife know that my funeral song is half the world away if something <laughs> a, happens to me. That's so a great good. one, man. That's one of my favorite. I think mine would be Live Forever. Have you ever heard, I'm sure you have, the Live Forever acoustic version on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to that one? It's uh, just an old, yeah. it's like a demo. Absolutely. It, that one like almost brings me to tears when I uh, listen to it. It's uh, so fucking good. I love that one. And like the what I love about Oasis in general is that you know, it's good songs. Mm-hmm. They can be rocked out. It can also be just as good with him, just acoustic guitar. Exactly. And... I do, and I do prefer. I think Noel has a prettier, prettier voice. Liam has mm-hmm. a cool voice. They have a lot of style yes. and strut and everything. It's just they're a dual threat kind of thing. I, mm-hmm. I feel like, I like inside me. I feel like they might get back together one day. Do you feel like there's a chance? Five, ten. If Liam would stop talking so much shit on Twitter, you know what I mean? I have no idea. Like, and I think it would be cool. But then again, they're I making do, great solo records. I do right love. Now. I love seeing a full yeah. Noel show. Yeah, I haven't and seen like, one. I haven't seen either oh, of them. It's great. Yeah, and I would love to see a Liam show. And Liam, Liam was does, coming to Shaking Knees. Yeah. I was going to go, and they fucking canceled. And Liam, it. And Liam does at least fifty percent of his yeah, songs. Does. Yeah. And so, like, let him do that, and then mm-hmm. Noel can do his thing. His, and then, he's like, got some great solo records. So, like, uh, I, I like if I had a gun and all that that's stuff. Great. His, great stuff. I, I love all three of the solo records and mm-hmm. the EPs. I think Chasing Yesterday is the second one from top to finish yeah. is probably his best. But there's. There's uh-huh. gems on all of them. There really is. Um, what's the other song? He, his latest song, or there was one I really liked. I can't think of the name of it. It was kind of synthy, the kind of synth pop thing he does. Oh, uh, yeah. And when he's getting a little more uh, techno. Yeah. 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 I liked it, though. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I, it's got I, a good I, voice. I, like, let him kind of like venture off, mm-hmm. and then like Liam will stick to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah the rocking standards i guess but yeah both Absolutely. great yeah i just hope one day yeah i feel uh, like it'd yeah, be fucking too. huge if they I, did i don't know why i mean i, I mean i hope that i wish the smiths and rem and oasis would all get together just i feel like rem's know. not out either like i mean they yeah. called it but like i could feel like i could see it happening couldn't you i mean there's no at least there's no bad blood there. yeah they, i mean democracy they all ended together right. pretty right. much yeah um there's bad blood between oasis and the smiths <laughs> there's no bad blood between rem yeah. and they and it's not like I think that they could. Uh, there's plenty of time. I don't think you yeah. know the, the way that Michael Stipe sings and the way that yeah. they all play. They all seem healthy. It's, it's and not like, a young man. Like yeah, it's uh, not saying that like they could. Th- that's easy what they do, but <laughs> like you know, Michael Stipe. I don't think he's going to lose his voice. I don't think so. I, I don't think you he's got gonna... to have a Michael Stipe quality to your voice. No, have you ever heard that before? Is that a little weird to say? No, it's kind of low, not low, fairly low in the mix. Kind of, don't you think? Mm-hmm. And like a little haunting. That's yeah, yeah, I, right? I, yeah. I, I try. I try. Um, kind of a, I, Usually, Michael Stipe, Third Eye Blind thing. I love both of those bands. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm obsessed with Third Eye Blind and REM and so all yeah. that stuff. So I, like, I, yeah, it definitely, definitely comes out. All your stuff has a '90s, 2000s kind of sound to mm-hmm. it. Is that yeah. fair? Would you say? I mean, that's definitely what, what I strive for. Yeah, I love those bands I, too. Strive for. I mean, like I, I usually kind of like let the song write itself, and then like I start kind of like, yeah, it's got like this like. Third Eye Blind feel like that that new song I was uh, that I sent you like swimming beds like I want this to be kind of like Oasis meets Third Eye Blind meets a little bit of the Cure meets like a little I one hundred percent could see yeah. that it, and, it it instantly struck me as Third Eye Blind kind of like just a great yeah. song great sing alonger yeah know what I mean which yeah. is great I love Third Eye Blind <laughs> me too man so much uh, well they're still together they're still making music they are still making music have you listened to any of it I think they, the last one I heard I think was... they've released 
was uh, the first record uh, self-titled blue out of the vein then um ursa major i think the first two are my favorite for sure first two are great but out of the vein and ursa major are both great records yeah. and out of the vein. and um dopamine dopamine yeah first, i listened to dopamine the first, so they've released six full records which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy for a band that's been around for 23 years that's kind of crazy that's a but lot. i think <laughs> of, of the six records the first five i think yeah. are like five for five, all great. Really? Yeah. I, I guess I haven't dug into them enough because the, the six, first two. The, the six ones. one, I'm not going to write it off, but it, yeah. it just hasn't meant that much to me just. It yet. hasn't clicked yet. Yeah. Okay. I I feel like they could come play the theater. I mean, they did. Did they? They did two nights. Two nights. When? Like recently? Years ago. It was oh, on okay. my birthday. Oh, really? Did you go? Um, yeah. How was it? Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was there. I got yeah. to. Uh, it was amazing, and you know, and. The theater gets lucky, or, or not lucky, because it it deserves it. But mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people want to come to Athens and play a historic yeah. um, city like Athens and play a place like the, the Georgia Theater. But yeah. you know, artists like Modest Mouse or um, Third Eye Blind or Dwight Yoakam or My Morning Jacket mm-hmm. would come and play the theater for a reasonable ticket price because yeah. they want to play Athens and play, yeah. Like, yeah. even though they should be playing at venues that are six. That's true. Times and they easily bigger. could. You yeah. know what I mean? So they mm-hmm. just do two nights. I think that's really cool. It's it's great. It's really special. Like you know, the venue's nice when they're coming. Like and you, and, and, down, you, and you know, the artist is more is into it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of, definitely because because they want to be inspired as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we are an hour twenty in. Do you have uh, any closing thoughts for us? That's beautiful. Uh, um. Anything yeah. you need, any record promotion you need to give right now? Everybody um, keep your eyes peeled for swimming in the pool. Is that correct? Yeah, swimming in the pool. It's, it's called sw- swimming in bed, yes, which, which is not a real activity. It's not a real activity. It doesn't, it only says it a few times though, doesn't it? Is that yeah, right? I, I think it says like two or three times. It, <laughs> That's cool, I, I had the title before I wrote the song. It, yeah. It's, and for me, it's just tossing and turning yeah. and, 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 bed gotcha. and, and like kind of, when you're like that dream, st- like when you're you're kind of restless and you're just kind of yeah, kind of like a kind of stay in place, uh, hallucinogenic sleep or what yeah, or, you know or, what or just like or just kind of restless in there and just kind of trying to get comfortable. Yeah, I guess yeah. I, a lot of my songs are head. about getting comfortable. I, I, I don't know why, and just kind of like it's a good thing. Just kind of like you know, yeah. Don't worry exactly and and, yeah. and enjoy. But yeah, <laughs> the new song, the cut of my jib, is out now and. Um, <laughs> And Swimming in Bed comes out December 11th, and we'll be announcing stuff about the new record um, sometime next year. And Can't this wait. was really fun. I Thank could, you for coming, man. Done, I didn't know how long this went by. We could have no. done this for, I thought, we could have done this for another hour and a half. We really could have. I, I said, <laughs> eventually you got to cut it, you know. Yeah, but you, I always know it's a good one when it goes over an hour. Yeah. I'm like, if it went over an hour, we uh, didn't have any trouble. We had a great time. I, I love long form. Um, yeah, but you got to read that, Bill Simmons. I will, and I absolutely will let you know what I think. Cool. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Today's guest was Drew Beskin. Give him oh, a wave. Oh, yeah. Last thing, I didn't realize it was going to be filmed, so I'm sorry that I'm wearing shorts <laughs> and, and um, flip-flops. Look at those legs. You love to see that. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Jameson on the Rocks podcast. This was a fun one. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, we very much appreciate it. Thank you, Drew, for coming in. Thank you all so much. Thank See you. See so ya. Much. Bye. What a beautiful turn. Take over the world. What a beautiful turn. G-top down. America go up. What a beautiful way. Take the world by storm. Now it's you and
Yeah.